President Barack Obama, speaking at his summit on countering violent extremism yesterday, sought to strike a balance between appealing for more acceptance of Muslim Americans while emphasizing the need to remain vigilant against radicals who could turn violent. The president made yesterday a proclamation about who our enemy is and who it isn't. Here is President Barack Obama. Al-Qaeda and ISIL and groups like it are desperate for legitimacy. They try to portray themselves as religious leaders, holy warriors in defense of Islam. That's why ISIL presumes to declare itself the Islamic State. We must never accept the premise that they put forward, because it is a lie. Nor should we grant these terrorists the religious legitimacy that they seek. They are not religious leaders, they're terrorists. Given the complexities of the challenge and the nature of the enemy, which is not a traditional army, this work takes time and will require vigilance and resilience and perspective. As Americans, we are strong and we are resilient. And when tragedy strikes, when we take a hit, we pull together and we draw on what's best in our character. Our optimism, our commitment to each other, our commitment to our values, our respect for one another. We stand up and we rebuild and we recover and we emerge stronger than before. That's who we are. Well, one of the things that you didn't hear there is the, the big proclamation that I was speaking of is when the president said, quote, we are not at war with Islam. We are at war with people who have perverted Islam. That is the proclamation that I am speaking of. We are not at war with Islam. We are at war with people who have perverted Islam. And that is something the president strongly said during his remarks, adding later that Muslim leaders, quote, need to do more to discredit the notion that our nations are determined to suppress Islam. Now, the president went to lengths before this summit began, great lengths, to avoid linking extremism to the Muslim faith of Islam. His aide said his intent was to avoid giving credence to the ideologies of ISIS or Al-Qaeda terrorists or terrorists that are any kind of radical Islamist. And yesterday, he sought to explain his wording, declaring Al-Qaeda and ISIS, quote, as he mentioned in that cut, desperate for legitimacy. The president called for resilience in the face of terrorist threats. The president pointed to efforts in cities in the United States where there are Muslim communities and law enforcement making strides in addressing the root causes of violent extremism. There are people out there who think we can just bomb this problem away, but we can't, folks. You cut off the head of one, another emerges. We severely weakened al-Qaeda, now we're dealing with ISIS. We have to stop the flow of radicalization. We have to stop the flow of individuals joining these organizations in addition to killing those who are trying to establish this caliphate in areas where they have great territory, great swaths of land, in Syria, in Iraq, to a group that threatens to kill everyone. 
not just Christians or Coptic Christians from Egypt or Jews, but Muslims. And not just Shia. But anybody, quite frankly, who gets in their way. Anybody who with the fear and the violence and the force that they use does not succumb to their will. We have a lot to talk about in uh, this hour with regard to this issue. And I want us to be very clear, not just what the president said, but why. When you have a former general who is a Muslim and the leader of a nation, as King Abdullah is in Jordan, putting his men and women on the line in aircraft alongside the United States to fight against ISIS and ramping it up even more so after one of their own, a Jordanian fighter pilot, was burned alive. When you have the leader of Egypt, a Muslim and a president with a majority Muslim population, crying out against the deaths by ISIS of these 21 Coptic Christians in Libya. When you have the leader of Libya and the majority of the people there Muslim crying out against the murders of the 21 Coptic Christians in Libya by ISIS. And when you have people, regardless of their religion, crying out throughout the world for the constant killing of people, Christian, Jewish, and Muslim. And I want to remind you, for people that constantly say, ISIS is or ISIS or Muslim, or Muslims are doing this, or Muslims are killing Christians and Jews. According to the United Nations, by November 1st, over 10,000 Muslims were killed by ISIS over 20,000 of them wounded. We didn't seem to care or pay attention until they were taking Iraq by force, and even more so when they beheaded an American. They have beheaded more people in Syria than in Iraq than they have from European or the United States, Western nations. And they have killed more Muslims than they have any other person from any other religion. They are filled with hate, They are filled with murder. They love the power. They have the cash flow, the weaponry. And we have to stop their army from getting bigger because that will slow them down. And we need to slow them down. They have threatened to conquer Rome. Even though President Bashar Assad denies that his country is split into three and a third of that, if you will, belongs to a current caliphate-like situation run by ISIS. And the Kurds are dying and spilling their blood day and night to hold ISIS back and have been successful weeks ago. And the deaths pretty much canceled each other out just a couple of days ago. This is not about what we call this group. This is not even about their ideology. This is about how we stop them, and this is about not insulting peaceful people who are the majority of 1.6 billion people in the world, the fastest growing religion. If we are at war with Islam, we lose the support of Jordan, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Libya, the Palestinians. 
Hezbollah for crying out loud denounced the killing of the 21 Coptic Christians. And the former clerical leader, or clergy leader, if you will, spiritual leader, advisor of Al-Qaeda has denounced this. ISIS has been denounced by terrorist organizations such as Al-Qaeda. The reality is that the majority of Muslims in the world are more modern, and the majority of Muslims in the world don't want to live in a Sharia law type situation, don't want to live under the wrath of ISIS in a caliphate. ISIS is similar to the Taliban. The only issue with ISIS is they're much more spread out, have a lot more money. They seem to be much more educated, younger, and utilize social media in a much more successful manner. The Taliban continues to remain within Afghanistan. And the only reason there are so many people uh, under the rule of the Taliban is because the Taliban have the weapons. The Taliban have the money. The Taliban have instilled the fear. Many of these people are uneducated. They're impoverished. They're hungry. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. If the devil gives you a sandwich, you will follow him if you are hungry. I have some questions for you this afternoon and I hope that you will join me. Now, there are those of you that want to hate and want to blame, and I feel sorry for you. I really do. But as nations, and as our president being one of the leaders of the free world, and supposedly a Western civilized society, we need to remind ourselves of that. We cannot stoop to the level of our enemies. To blame an entire group of people in one religion for any ills of the world is doing none different than what Hitler did, quite frankly. ISIS are not religious. They are barbaric murderers. They are terrorists. They must be stopped. How we define them, what we call them, is irrelevant. Irrelevant. If the president woke up tomorrow and said they're Islamic radicalists or extremists, that's not going to stop them from beheading, and that doesn't come up with a successful strategy for us in the international community to defeat them. And it doesn't stop the radicalization of people they prey on who are joining them in droves, and not just from Europe, but the United States as well. That's where our focus should be. And we should be united in this as a nation and a world. The reason? We need the help of the Muslim world to fight this enemy. Whether it be in Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Turkey, Lebanon, Egypt, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, the Gaza Strip, and the Palestinians under the Palestinian Authority, not in Hamas. We need as a world to take out this enemy. So when the president says, quote, we are not at war with Islam, we are at war with people who have prevented Islam, He's being very smart diplomat, excuse me, we are at war with people who have perverted Islam. My apologies. I believe he is right. Do you agree or you disagree? Why or why not? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. And by the way, I feel he's being extremely not only diplomatic, but wise to do this. Because if you stand up like some crazy right-wing talk show host and say that we're at war with Islam... You've just pissed off 1.6 billion people and leaders of all these nations that we need alongside of us with their planes and their bombs. And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome or welcome back. 
There is a a counterterrorism summit uh, that is uh, ending today. Three days over 60 leaders from 60 nations, along with our president, who said we're not at war with Islam, we're at war with terrorists and terrorism. Agree or disagree? How do we stop the radicalization? And a lot of other questions I posed. Let's go to the calls. 8886 Leslie, 888-653-7543. Patiently holding in Denver. Line three is Joe. Joe, thanks for holding through the uh, news at the top. Good afternoon. Hi, yeah, thanks. I hope you give me just a little bit of time because this is a more complex thought. But uh, first of all, I think if anybody wants a really good analysis of this terrorist thing, they should listen to the the most recent Creekonomics episode on February 12th, which actually goes and was very detailed about it, very scientific analysis about it, and also proves, which is too often, almost all the time true, that the left is incredibly wrong on this, and so are the neocons are also incredibly wrong about this. The highest cause of this type of terrorism is, is occupation, like what we did with Iraq, like what, what's happening, you know, in, in Northern Ireland, everywhere else. They've done a very good economic analysis of this. The highest cause of this is, is military occupation or occupation of one size to another. On the left, so that, that, that sort of goes against the neocons argument. However, I, it, it's just laughable to hear liberals go on and on about how we got to give these people jobs. In the same studies... There, there have been poor, you know, poverty has existed in this world ever since people existed. There, the same University of Chicago economic studies and everything all prove and show there's almost zero correlation between poverty. And well, I would disagree with you. I would disagree with you, and I you can. Uh, I'll get. Why don't we get your? Why don't we get your email, and I will give you study after study. Let's give an example from the United States, shall we? The largest number of recruits in the United States come from the Somali Muslim community in Minneapolis. They have in that community the highest high school dropout rate. They have the lowest job opportunity, highest unemployment rate within not just the city but the state. And in addition to that, when they do get jobs, they're menial jobs. Add to that the fact that many of these young men feel disenfranchised. They don't truly feel American. They're torn between being Somali and American and they feel and they feel rejected by Americans and American culture. That's ISIS knows this, and they prey on that. No, this is an this is an actual fact. You may not like it, but this is a no, fact. That is a fact. That is the other thing I was going to say. There is a correlation to that. However, well, if if a person nothing. is if if a per, bottom line is let's get, use another example. Why do you why do you think that Palestinians in Gaza elected terrorists to lead them politically? There is no – go ahead. Look at the University of Chicago. You, you guys always – You're citing one study. You're citing one study. No, you I'm could not. give me I'm ten studies. Study. I can give you ten that refute yours. Okay, give me, give me two. Cite two. The, the, just look at history. You don't even need to have a study. Look the, re, at the reason the Palestinians elect – the reason the Palestinians elected, elected Hamas give me is Hamas me. fed them and Hamas employed them. The reason that people joined the Taliban, joined al-Qaeda, and currently join ISIS is they feel disenfranchised, they feel emasculated, they don't feel they have self-worth, and you're talking about a very patriarchal society and culture. We are back. Had to take a break there. Thank you, Joe, and Denver for holding on. Uh, to cite some of the studies that have been done that um, are opposite what you were saying, 
uh, studies into the violent radicalization, the beliefs, ideologies, and, and narratives. Uh, there was one by the Change Institute for the European Commission that was directed by the General Justice, Freedom, and Security. There was another done by the United States Institute of Peace, and there was another that was done by the Institute for Security Studies. And those are just three. There are pages of them, actually, that you can find online uh, that show the link uh, to uh, lack of uh, opportunity and and lack of jobs. You, you have to remember, well, like in, in, Afga- in Afghanistan, for example, and, and again with the Palestinians. The Palestinians voted for Hamas because Hamas fed them. Hamas gave them jobs. The Taliban recruited people, as did al-Qaeda, uh, Taliban in Afghanistan, al-Qaeda in Iraq. They took advantage of the bad economics, the high unemployment, the lack of opportunity, and the, the hunger and the anger of, of the people. These are easy pickings. These people are easy prey, and ISIS is doing the same thing. Well, you, you're, I, I'm familiar with those studies, but they, as typical, those are studies, particularly Institute of Peace study, it, those are studies that find they, 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 they mix causation and uh, linking. I mean, there have, like I said, if, if poverty caused terrorism, you would see terrorism in every single poverty. No, no, no. You're not, you're not, you're not here. You know, no, no. Nobody's saying, nobody's saying poverty causes terrorism. What was said originally by the State Department spokeswoman was that just bombing them isn't going to rid our world of terror because if you kill every member of ISIS, there's going to be a new organization that crops up. Just as when we uh, badly crippled Al Qaeda, we had people from ISIS come out of Al Qaeda and 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 rise up. What we have to stop is you're when you look. When you uh, you're not listening. Uh, you know you're not listening. We disagree, and we've given studies that disagree with each other. No, we're not. You, but you did. You missed my point. You didn't. You didn't acknowledge my point. You just want to sit here and bash the conservative point of view. I'm not bashing, I, the, I, I I'm not bashing right? the conservative point of view, and I'm sorry that you Would feel that Would you let me finish way. a sentence? I mean, I know, you have the, I know you have the microphone, but let me finish a sentence. I feel I have. I started off with this whole thing saying that the highest correlation is occupation, particularly military, of one country with another, like we did in Iraq and Afghanistan and everything like that. That is the highest correlation, and the causation is almost proven in that circumstance. Poverty, yeah, sure. You go, you go and take advantage of that. The other thing, but to sit here and say, and then the, the false equivalency also is, is, is actually very, very damaging. I mean, when, when Obama gets up there and starts mentioning the Crusades and the Spanish Inquisition, it's, it, again, it's laughable. It's like, okay, yeah, a thousand years ago, something bad happened. It has nothing to do with what's going on now. I dis- I disagree. You know, I disagree. You've said. Let me comment radical. on a few things you said because you've said a lot. One, I don't disagree with you about the occupation of another country, and that, by the way, is not a conservative belief. Uh, that I'm bashing, I'm agreeing with you. That's actually a quite liberal belief, as it was mostly liberals who disagree with George W. Bush's decision to invade the sovereign nation of Iraq, and that ISIS definitely came about as a result of that. We're not talking about unemployment creating these terrorist organizations. We're talking about people who are destitute, who are hungry, who are angry, who have uh, small opportunity, high unemployment, high dropout rates, who are easier to be radicalized, and that's who ISIS is preying on, and that's how come they have so many people joining them in the numbers that they have, which enables them to move so quickly and to garner so much territory uh, geographically as they have in Iraq and Syria because of their pure numbers. That's how they are able to get up to the speed that they have. And and then it, uh, the, the last thing that you had just said about the Crusades and the Inquisition, I disagree. The president's point was that this group 
is perverting a religion, much like people who claim to be Christian during the Crusades and the Inquisition were perverting a religion. And by the way, you could even throw in the Nazis who were perverting Catholicism or Christianity at that time in Germany during World War II as well and prior to World War II. Are we, Joe? Uh, hello. Yeah. Well, if you, this this goes to another point that people like to always bring up, which is completely false. If you look at the last hundred years, the last hundred and fifty years, people quite often say, "Well, no, no, nothing has killed more people than the name of religion." Un, unabashedly false lie. The Nazis had nothing to do with religion. That was fascism. You take Stalin. 20 to 30 million. I, d- I disagree. I d- first of all, first of all, I completely Stalin disagree. Stalin was in the name I, of religion. I complete, I'm not talking about Stalin. I'm talking about Hitler. Hitler, t- German propaganda taught that the Jews killed Jesus. So? They spoke about this in the churches and Catholic churches and Protestant churches and the That's Vatican. The Vatican and, and the Vatican and Christians turned their backs when innocent men and children, women and children were being gassed and burnt and sometimes burnt alive and beaten to death in concentration camps. So Hitler Please. invaded Russia and Poland because of religion? No, no way. No, but Hitler, why did Hitler get rid of the Jews? If you're telling did me Pol that Pot, the Jews had nothing did, to do with religion and, and Hitler's Pot belief... Did Pol Pot wipe out one fourth? We're not of talking about Pol Pot. We're not talking about Pol Pot. You we're talking about Hitler. Killed, you said religion has killed more people in the name of religion. There have been more people killed in the name of God than any other. Yes. That is absolutely a lie. In the last 150 years. Well, absolutely it's not a lie. lie. It's not, I didn't say in the last 150 years. I said more people have been killed in the name of God than any other. It's not true. Okay, then give me not the true. figures. Give Stalin, the Stalin himself, Stalin themselves killed 20 million of his own people. And there have not been 20 million people killed in the Inquisitions, the Crusades, okay. by terrorism, let's, let's by let's Hitler. Fact. Okay, okay, 2,000 years ago, fine, let's just say the name I of never God. said in the past 150 years you did. Joe, I think we agree to disagree. No, no, you agree to distort the truth. I'm not distorting I'm, the truth, You Joe. are, too. You're you saying see, in the past 150 years, I'm saying in time period since the beginning so you want to you want to go back and fix something that happened a thousand years no that's ago not what i said you're, you you're jo- joe, joe i would love to be married to you because right now i would put my hands around your neck and and say you're sleeping on the couch here here's here's the bottom line you're twisting what i said what i said is there have been more people killed in the name of god than any other and you're saying no not in the past 150 years so you're trying you're trying to uh editorialize in a sense what i have said and, you know, again, we we disagree, Joe. I'm not giving lies. In the past 150 years, I might agree with you, but in time overall, I definitely don't agree with you, and I'm not espousing lie. I'm espousing fact. Uh, let's continue with the calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Uh, let's go to Michael in the Bronx Line 4. Michael, good afternoon. Leslie, God bless you for putting up with um, rhetoric like that. I'm like, I was going nuts just listening to the lies coming forth. But, you know, the thing is, is that President Obama, in answering one of your questions about if he was correcting the statement he made that we are not at a war against Islam, we are at war against the radicals of Islam. Did I quote that correctly? That. We are not again right. We are not. The West is not at war with Islam. We are at war with terrorist terrorism. And he, and he is so doggone correct. And it brings 
back to, and this will address um, the previous caller's um, rant, that the reason why President Obama, if you recall, say that there are many of us who need to get off the high horse because there's been, as you had mentioned, radicals of Islam, radicals of Christianity. And I ain't afraid to say that since I'm a Christian and Catholic myself, and I've seen the barbaric actions that's been going on. We don't even have to go back to the age of the Crusades and all that. We just had recent occurrences um, right here in New York City where... Um, a couple of guys were busted for attacking two men in Lower Manhattan because they assumed them to be gay and they were hurling um, gay epithets, if I can call it that. I'm not even going to say the words on the air, but everybody has an idea what was going on. And they had the audacity to invoke the name of God and the name of Jesus. And just by the same token, how can we not forget um Timothy McVeigh in the Oklahoma City bombing, and he himself was invoking the name of God and the name of Jesus. The whole problem is these radicals misusing and perverting religion for their own selfish, whatever you want to call it, agenda or purposes, and it makes it bad for those that are actually faithful in the practicing of their religion, which I'm sure is quite peaceful. I am so quick to believe Islam is peaceful because I'm proclaimed that my religion, Christianity, is peaceful. But yes, they have a problem of extremists on their side, so do we on our side. And it's just it just aggravates me where right-wingers are going to say, that, oh, uh, we're, we're at war against Islam, that it's Islam that have attacked us. The people and that are saying that are doing more danger and putting more Americans throughout the world, Christians, Jews, Muslims throughout the world, and military on our side and allies throughout the world in further danger. It is a very dangerous, to, to make, you know, that's exactly what ISIS wants. ISIS wants to divide a wedge between Muslims and the rest of the world, and if we believe and continue that, you know, with this idea, this perverted idea that there is a war with this religion and all these people who are not responsible for the actions of ISIS, then quite frankly, they will not continue to work alongside us. They will turn and join that organization. That that is no. what we, that is what the result will be if we don't look at what we need to do as a world against a, a terrible enemy. You know, Leslie, you must have just been reading my mind. I wish I was there to give you a big high five and a hug for that, because I was about to point out the same thing of how there are, and I'm going to call them out, right-wingers that are making it worse for us. You just hit the nail on the head of the illegal um, invasion of Iraq, which caused and created ISIS to begin with. And then you got these same right-wingers, especially, and I'm going to call him out, Rudy Giuliani, who said that, he doesn't think President Obama loves this nation because he's speaking so much about Islam and yada, yada. I had an argument with a conservative. We, we, we shouldn't even be, quite frankly, we shouldn't be wasting the time, whether it's on the right, with what the hell we call these people. Are they calling them Islamists? Are they calling them jihadists? Are they calling them radicals? Or on the left with who we're at war with and who we aren't. When we can pull the focus away from this and just unite with our allies and say, look, this is a problem, and this is how we get rid of the problem, and this is how we prevent the radicalization, then we're going to win. Until then, we're wasting time. 
Michael, thank you for the call. Speaking of time, quick break. We'll be back. And we're back. Back to the calls. Mississippi, line five with Tyler. Tyler, good afternoon. Oh, Tyler hung up. Let's go to Paul in Washington, line one. Paul, good afternoon. Hey there, Leslie. Are you there? Good. Yes, I am. Oh. Uh, your friend, Joe from Colorado, he was great for setting up uh, straw men and knocking them down and then uh, dragging you into the fight. <laughs> I thought that was sort of uh, <laughs> entertaining, but... Uh, as far as yeah, religion in the last 150 years, the one thing that gets uh, left out is it was the Catholic Church that funded the military overthrow of the um, People's Republic of Spain in 1936. The Catholic Church funded Francisco Franco's fascist regime. And uh, actually there were a few American companies who uh, supplied, gave supplies to the fascists as well, including General Motors, Ford Motor Company, Texaco Oil, Firestone Tires, all of those made money, and it was paid for by the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church wanted control of the education system in Spain. And a lot of people think of the 1930s as antiquity, but that was a time of great intellectual, intellectualism in Europe. And uh, the intellectuals in Spain were not too happy about that. And a lot of people were <laughs> uh, subject to yeah, terrorist, uh, all kinds of terrorist tactics in that conflict. So uh, I think there is recent evidence that religion doesn't play necessarily always the best part. But uh, aside from that, I have to ask, because I'm not sure why I feel like I disagree with you in some parts of this, but I have to ask, what is the political objective of ISIS? You see, there has to be one. Well, quite frankly, it's interesting you say that, because last year in April, when there were those French hostages, and they never tell you how many um, you hear different numbers, and we don't know how or why that came about. But those hostages said that their, the ISIS that held them hostage did not talk of religion, but they talked politics and they talked power. And that's, what I, and that's what I think it comes down to. We were just talking off the air about how the, you know this group came out of al-Qaeda in Iraq, even though everybody thinks it came out of Syria, if you really go back uh, far enough. And remember, Saddam Hussein was a Sunni. And the Sunnis were treated well under Saddam Hussein. The Shias were not. Well, things reversed once Saddam Hussein was killed after we invaded uh, Iraq, that sovereign nation, and killed Saddam Hussein. Uh, so, quite frankly, this is anger, you know, with a, a, a society that was oppressing a, a, a segment of society in Iraq, oppressing another, now become the oppressed. Well, and, 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 that's, and that's really where that anger came from. So now this idea to have their own caliphate, which is in a sense to have their you know, own country and run things their way, which is to rule with, with fear and with weaponry, um, I, I think becomes uh, very uh, sexy for them. Well, I, you see, even holy war has political objectives. I mean, you go back and look, look in the Bible, you know, read First and Second Samuel. Samuel, First Samuel is about holy war. The, the book of Joshua is about holy war, but it all had political objectives, too. And when we look at the other things, see, we are getting our, our rear ends kicked in this. And when you look at it economically, uh, we have spent, uh, estimates I've heard, from 4 to $6 trillion in the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. I heard a, 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 a local uh, conservative talking about how, oh, we left Iraq, and the ISIS got uh, uh, stormed the bank in Mosul and got $400 million. $400 million, we spent $4 trillion? That's 
10,000 times more money. So ISIS operates, uh, their operating budget is $400 million. $400 million wouldn't get you through Tuesday in Iraq with the United States military. And so we look at this and say, this is what we were told, Leslie. We were told after the Bush administration, uh, during that, their administration, that we'd won the war in Iraq. <clears throat> Remember, the surge worked. Yep. And we brought democracy to Iraq. Remember the purple fingers? Well, that we won. <clears throat> yeah, and the only problem with, I guess the implication was that it was, it was too obvious, or, or maybe I'm thick-headed, but the implication of, of winning a war, the surge worked, we brought democracy to Iraq, but the, un, the unspoken implication was that, but you can never leave. <laughs> you see? That's the problem. And yep. so I have to think that, the uh, political objective here for ISIS is, is, is one that ha is contrary to what we did there. But see, the reason I'm not for, for getting back into this is because what's starting to happen now is exactly what's supposed to happen. What should have happened to begin with is other Arab states, other Islamic states are getting involved, and they need to have their own knockdown dragout without us being in the middle of it for people to say. Well, I know that you and I disagree with this. I don't think we should be in the middle of it, but I, I do think that we should be part of an international worldwide coalition. And, Paul, I think you and I have debated that before. Thank you for the call, as always, buddy. Love hearing from you. Let's go to Mike in Madison, Wisconsin. Johnson line two. Mike, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, lack of critical thought is what's driving all this. I, I fail to see the difference in human beings, whether they're Muslim, Jew, or Christian, having their heads cut off by some murderous guys. I, I could be afraid of that, or I could be afraid of something real, a real problem in my country, which is the anti-Obamism uh, terrorists. You know, it's just unbelievable. Or the fact that I could have a neighbor like Hicks or Zinnerman, or if my skin was brown, it'd be okay for police to shoot me down in the street as the same guy that's getting all excited about Obama on that call a few calls ago. It thinks that's okay, too, because this is what really happened. No, what really happened is you're not using critical thought, and that, that's what drives all this. And it, it's sad because watching human beings unravel that have the ability to choose a different path and would rather name-call a guy because his skin is brown. And when I think of the president, I think of a really good human being. All right. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Let's go to Reggie in Georgia, last but not least, line five. Reggie. How you doing, Leslie? Good. Very quick, Reggie. You got 60 oh, seconds. Okay. You're talking about further dividing this country by the right wing wingers. Remember that photo, that clip, that video clip that Fox showed about that guy being burnt alive in a cage last week or two weeks ago? That's just giving ISIS more, shall we say, promotion. You know, giving them more attention than they deserve or needed by them showing that video of, being, of that guy being burnt alive in a, in a prison cell or a cage last week. That ice, that guy that ISIS caught, that terrorist. Yes, yes, the Jordanian pilot. Yeah, that guy. He was being burnt alive in a cage last week. That's giving ISIS more attention and more promotion, which is exactly the last thing that they need, and us too. You know what yeah, I'm it's saying? O it's obviously something they want. Reggie is attention, and like, uh, like the president said, right? You know that that that's what they want. They want us to legitimize them.